Hey, this is Bree, and you're listening to Returning to Love Show. This is a weekly Facebook Live I do with my friend Lydia McCarty. In this week's episode, we discuss the first 14 lessons of the workbook, as well as recap our past weeks. Take a listen. We hope you enjoy. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. We're live. Sorry we're late tonight, um, but I know you're not watching live anyway, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, how are you, Lydia? I'm good. Uh, I just came back from a lovely day at the Apple Orchard. I don't think I've been to the Apple Orchard since like grade school. Oh really? Or middle school? Yeah. I go like, like when I was a couple times a month in the fall because I get my cider and donuts. When <laughs> I was in Michigan, like wasn't there like an orchard in? Um, I don't know if it was an orchard. What was it in Southfield? Like there, I used to go and get. There was like a store I used to go and get. It's it's an like orchard cider. in Franklin, but not Southfield. It's like um. Yeah, Franklin. 15 mile and Franklin Road or 14, 14 mile and Franklin Road. I, I know that it doesn't sound right. An orchard in Southfield, Michigan. Well, it's right in Franklin. It's right next to Southfield. It's oh! 14, 14 in Franklin. So yeah. it's not far. That's the one I go to usually because it's, that is it! it's close by. But uh, uh, last week I went to Apple Charlie's because I was down river and we were at the Romulus Activity Center having a pool party for my little mm -hmm. baby cousin. So afterwards I went to Apple Charlie's because it was only a few uh, miles away. So I would go there every once in a while to like buy cider or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't go to the apple orchard to pick apples. Like oh, not yeah. since I was a kid in grade school. Mm -hmm. So we went there and um, like I, I remember like in the recesses of my mind um, being a kid and then getting on like the tractor or whatever oh, that yeah. and how they drive. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened again. And I was so excited. It was like being back in uh, second or third grade or her, however old I was. Like being a uh, child again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember this. And uh, so I ended up having a really good day. I got, I picked apples um, and I bought the little donuts as well. I'll be having those with my coffee throughout the week. And I tell you, those donuts, they're so delicious. They taste way better oh, yeah. than the store, you know, the store bought oh, one. Yeah. The franchise they're bought they're one. fresh. Usually you go there and get oh, them. And they're God. still warm, like fresh out the. Yeah, and just plain, oh, just they're delicious. Just plain. Yeah, they're really good. So uh, I'm excited to enjoy those with my vanilla almond milk latte throughout <laughs> the week because I have a latte maker. Yeah. Fun. Um, uh -huh. you, usually when I go to Franklin, um, the Franklin Cider Mill, they only sell the, the plain donuts. Last week at Apple Charlie's, I got the I got some plain and then I got some of the mm -hmm. cinnamon powdered ones. So that was oh, good because okay. I haven't had those in years because Franklin mm -hmm. doesn't sell those. They just sell the plane. But the plane is good enough. Like, they're yeah, good. they're delicious. I love them. And I love my hot apple cider 
and uh, yeah. I, with my little orange I put in there and a little mm -hmm. cinnamon stick and then I have my donuts and all is well with the fake world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yes, I self-medicate. <laughs> <laughs> I need some more now because I'm out and I'm stressed. And uh, yeah, that would be great for me because mm -hmm. uh, I helped my cousin move today. Which was nice because they just bought their first house. Young couple is actually oh. my cousin Tanasha, who my writing partner is. It's her son. She, her oh, and her husband wow. had their son very young. They had their son when I was in high school, so he's like mm -hmm. thirty now. And he, they just I bought can't this believe first it. house. Yeah. yeah. So I went. My brother and I went and helped them move. So that was so nice. It's so nice to see them in their first house. And it's funny because he reminds me of his dad and she reminds me of his mom. Like she oh, wow. boxes, even though that's not her daughter, that's her daughter-in-law. Mm -hmm. Tanasha is the teacher that has all the different color post-its and markers for everything. And um, his wife was the same way. All the boxes were color coded with the tape. Oh, and wow. then she had them numbered and she had lists organized to tell her what was in each box. So this mm -hmm. is, Grayson's box number five. So she had a list that had all the contents of the box. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's not. <laughs> oh wow. She's so oh, much like goodness. her. It's so funny. <laughs> they lived with his parents briefly. And I'm like, I think she picked up all Tanasha's super organization habits. It was so cute to see. Oh so wow. I remember I remember meeting him like 10 years ago when I went out to Oh, like, you came to Brownstown with me yeah. when you were living in, yeah. When you were babysitting, and uh, wow, to think he is grown, thirty years old, and married, 20, twenty-nine. Okay, married with three kids. I mean, oh, two kids. Wow. I'm sorry. Oh my god, yeah, Grayson just turned two, so it was his little Grayson's birthday party we went to last week. That was like a pool party down at Romulus, and because Tanasha, they. Tanasha lives in Chicago now so she came and stayed with me that weekend so we went to the party and then we went to the apple orchard afterwards oh nice nice so that was a fun day but usually I don't go hang around and pick apples and not unless mm -hmm. I'm with my nephews but that would be something fun too as an adult yeah. I just go get my cider and donuts maybe look around a little mm -hmm. and then go home but I, I do want to do the pumpkin patch this year so I might go oh, okay. to cider meal but I'll probably take my nephews and we all pick pumpkins and everything because I want to make pumpkin yeah. seeds and stuff. So I kind of uh, want to go to a haunted house this year. Like I haven't been to a really? haunted house in years. Yeah. The Lakes Farms. Now you're in New York. I'm still in Michigan. People uh -huh. so that's what we're talking about. But Blake's, Blake Farms, I think they're in Armada, Michigan. They have a haunted hayride. Where oh. you can shoot zombies with paintball guns from the <laughs> from the hayride, and I said I want to do that because I haven't done that. And then they have a haunted forest up there too. Mm -hmm. So my nephews are a little young for that still, but that's something me and my brother would definitely. <laughs> my brother is a kid <laughs> anyway. He's such a kid anyway. Mm -hmm. Too funny. But I'm glad you had a good time. I saw you said you fell in the mud. Like I did. Oh, my gosh. Because um, I knew, like, I was going to wear, um, like, these shorter, not quite capri pants, but, like, they they like they don't cover my ankle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, 
I was going to wear those, but then I was like, no, the apple orchard, you can get kind of, you can get kind of messy there if I recall. Mm -hmm. So I decided to, you know, wear regular pants, but um, like we've had a lot of rain here Mm -hmm. the past few days. So today, this weekend, it's been lovely, like Friday, Thursday. And so, you know, the mud is just, it's just absorbed all of that. And so like some areas of the orchard were just like a marsh, but you couldn't quite tell because the grass was over it. And I tried to be as careful as I could, but eventually I just fell. And now um, I didn't get as, as dirty as I could have, but like my shoes were covered in mud and I could feel some of it like seeping onto my feet. Oh yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> feeling too, especially when you're not close to home. I know. And you got to walk around in a little squishy like, oh Oh, I hate it that. wasn't it wasn't that bad. They didn't get totally covered in mud, but mm-hmm. um, like I could feel I could feel a little bit of it. And so, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Well, you got a cute picture. So, yeah, that was my day at uh, being in nature, guys. <laughs> That's about as naturey as I get. Yeah, I need to get my more days in. I'm I'm back to walking at um the park every day that I like with the trail. But again, it's it rained here all week long. Um, mm-hmm. I think yesterday was the first time it didn't rain during the day, and then today wow. it didn't rain during the day, but it started to sprinkle a little bit as I was on my way home this evening. So I mean, but every single day this week it's been raining. And so that uh, trail can get kind of muddy too, especially yeah. in spots, even two or three days after the rain, certain spots that are uh, lower than others will still have some water and mud to them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of gross, but I, I feel like I just have to make the most of it because some, you know, how our Michigan winters are there last almost nine months long. So I'm trying <laughs> to enjoy these fall months before it's gone because uh, mm-hmm. we could have snow really the end of this month yeah i don't want to speak it but (laughs) we could it's happened so yeah on early november so yeah i definitely want to make the most of my nature trips Mm -hmm. i don't like it too hot and i don't like it too cold i like it right there in the middle yeah and that's it (laughs) Uh uh-huh i like the end of spring early summer weather and then the end of summer early fall weather yeah so like it was beautiful today like the a other, high of 72 and sunny. It's, it's, our weather's been very similar. The nights get cold. Finally, I think yeah. a couple of days ago, I had to cut my heat on at night mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. the temperature dropped so low into the low, low 50s, late 40s. Oh, okay. A couple nights this week. So I woke up like, ooh. Yeah. And, uh, but it's okay. The daytime, it has been beautiful. I love that fall weather. Yeah. I just love it. So, um, lots of forgiveness lessons for me this week, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some today, even just before getting on tonight. Um, just a situation I found out about with a relative. I was just crying and crying and crying. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know if I wanted to do the show tonight. I'm like, oh, should I even go? I don't want to spread my negative energy across the internet but it's not like we have many listeners anyway so i think we'll be okay <laughs> oh you never know you never know i know i know because <laughs> um, when i find a new uh like show or podcast that i like i go back, go back to the beginning <laughs> uh-huh. i know um i just trying to remember 
I think, and that's the hard part in the moment. It's all an illusion anyway. Mm-hmm. To forgive. Yes, because the world it. is not what we think anyway. Ho, oh, po, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you do that. We just have to remember it. Yeah, in the moment. Uh-huh. I remember later, and then I can go through, but in, I spent a good two hours upset before mm-hmm. that even came into my awareness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Yeah. And just, who I'll be doing that all night tonight. Watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. trying to clear. Because if it's in my awareness, I created it. Yeah. That that uh, is so, that mantra is so effective because it, it takes that responsibility mm-hmm. for what, for for your own thoughts, your own projections, and it calls them back. Yes. To you. Yeah. Because we spend so, so much time doing this. Yes. Yes. Blame. Uh-huh. Judgment mm-hmm. on another person. Mm-hmm. As if judging them and blaming them isn't blaming ourselves. Anyway. That's right. So, yes, all the guilt from the separation that we project on other people. So, the only way mm-hmm. to get rid of it is to clear it. So, yeah. I just, I didn't have time when I finally came out mm-hmm. of that space. It was like time for us to get on. Mm-mm. So I was like, oh, maybe I should postpone and take some time and clear my head. And I'm like, well, we're just going to go because it, it that's life, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's real. It's so mm-hmm. we'll all have these lessons that come up and we have to remind ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Whew. Well, did you want to start with a meditation? Yes, yes. Before we get into it, I picked yeah. one from uh, U.S. Anderson's book. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It was author uh, years ago, uh, U.S. Anderson, who wrote a book called Three Magic Words. And uh, it's a book I refer to a lot. And he has, I think it's 12 meditations in, in the book. It's one for each chapter. And uh, mm-hmm. I love all the meditations. So I picked one of the ones from that book today. I'm not even sure which one it is. Let me see now. This is the 10th meditation in the book. Again, that book is called Three Magic Words by U.S. Anderson. I'm going to read it now. My body is a manifestation of my knowledge of myself and my true self is spirit, is consciousness only, and is invisible. Other people see me not. They see but my body. It is only I who know myself, and this knowledge returns to me in my health and in things of my life. Therefore, I affirm that my spirit is perfect, that I am one with the great self of the universe. The energy of this great self permeates my being, cleanses me of all impurities of the flesh, restores every function of my body to harmony. There is perfect elimination, perfect assimilation. My entire being is spiritual and my body is quickened into new life with the perception of this great truth. I surrender myself to the wisdom and guidance of universal subconscious mind. I become one with the purpose of God and this mighty purpose animates my body, projects into every aspect of my life. There is no obstruction, no barrier, no limitation in my mind. I see only peace, power, vigor, and plenty. Mm. 
I open my heart to love and love flows through every atom and pore of my body, energizing, molding, coordinating. By healing my mind of limitation and lack and negative thinking, I automatically heal my body. At the center of my being, I perceive limitless, deathless, ageless spirit, perfect in beauty, perfect in function. This spirit becomes manifest in my body and in my affairs. When I am faced with apparent confusion, I surrender it, give over each of my problems and worries to that which has the perfect solution and in which there is absolute clarity. I take my thoughts from the limitless reaches of universal subconscious mind, never from the world around me. I do not think responsively. I think originally. I do not react. I act. I am never a victim of circumstances, for each thing of my life proceeds from out of my thoughts, which move always in accord with God. So that's wow. the 10th meditation from three magic words. So they're all really good. Yeah. Right? That's someone who remembers who he is, mm -hmm. who he really is. I really mm -hmm. like that. U.S. Anderson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of those meditations are amazing. Yeah. The book is a great read. If you guys haven't read it, I highly, highly recommend it. One of my favorite teachers. Yeah. Whew. So what did you want to talk about this evening? Well, you know, what I've sort of been dealing with for the past week, what I've been thinking about uh, regarding the course, let me just go to, are those, those early lessons, like um, some of the lessons from the very beginning of the workbook. So lesson one, nothing I see in this room, on this street, from this window, in this place, et cetera, et cetera, means anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah, lesson two, I have given everything I see all the meaning that it has for me. Lesson three, I do not understand anything I see. Okay, so let's just start off with those. Lesson three, I do not understand anything I see. In this so, room, on the street, from this window, yeah. in this place, yeah. Those uh, early lessons, they <laughs> they were really hard to get mm -hmm. because it's like, what do you mean nothing means anything? <laughs> because we give meaning to everything in this false reality. We do. And I've just, I've been observing my mind and how it just rushes. Like anything I see, like the, my mind will rush to give it a meaning. Judgment. And to judge, to give it, a, to make it mean something. And I'm realizing that if I don't give anything a meaning, then I won't have a meaning because that's why we judge that's why we give things meanings because whether it we judge it as a good meaning or a bad meaning it's still a meaning in relation to us it's and, still, and it gives us our identity like yeah. the way we identify things kind of identify <laughs> who, we, who we, we are yeah and this goes for anybody whether 
you're um, some world leader on the stage or whether you're, you know, someone who, you know, just uh, works down the corner at the bar. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, you, you give things meanings. We give things meanings, but really like it's all, it doesn't matter to, I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter to uh, the ego or are the, 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 the wrong real, side yeah. of the mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter to the mind, whether we give a seemingly lofty position to ourselves or a low position to ourselves or uh, a seemingly, you know, something we, what we judge as great happens to us or something that we judge as bad happens, happens to us. As long as we give it a meaning that can support an identity for ourselves. And that's an understanding that like, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and for all my life, all my life, I've been doing that unconsciously, but like yeah, understanding that that's autopilot once you learn it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And that, you know, like it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's crazy to think like, that's my reason. Like, that's my reason for being, that's why I'm here. You know, people study long and hard to like, what does the world mean? You know, mm -hmm. why are we here? Well, learning that you're not, yes, yeah, you're all, not here and that they're an illusion. Yeah. And that, Everything you see is meaningless. Like there is nothing. I think we talked about this last week. There's nothing that the world wants to hear less than that you, that, that it's meaning that the, you are, you don't have the meaning that you think that you have. It. Yeah. And that even your thoughts don't mean anything. That's kind of what yeah. where it starts getting to. Your thoughts are just like the things in this room. They don't mean anything. <laughs> we live and die by those thoughts, though. Yeah. And, you know, the, there's another, there's a saying in the course that the mind um, will always, will always follow like the thought system to which it adheres. So all of our actions out in the world are based on our thought system. Mm -hmm. and our judgment. So just understanding and seeing how my mind works and understanding that the reason that, like understanding that, seeing, you, you know, your our need to give things meaning, we understand, I, I sort of understand how I use other people and other situations and whether I make them good or whether I make them guilty uh through my meanings like i see the purpose like we wonder why would you know why would um why are the why do bad things happen in the world things that we would view as just you know the world would traditionally view as just atrocious mm -hmm. and it's 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 there it's it's kind of crazy. Like we we want it there to, so that we could give it meaning. It's all about giving meaning and ultimately giving meaning to us, whether again we judge it as good or we judge it as bad. So, 
kind of <laughs> recognizing my responsibility here. Yeah. I had this uh, quote from Ken Wapnick I saved that I wanted to read tonight, and I don't know what I did with it. It, you know, it sort of, it pulls back like the veil in a sense. And you really have to look at, it causes you to really have to look at your ego. And it's just amazing how my mind, like observing my mind, and I'm glad that I could at least, I can at least observe it now, but observing how my mind just jumps to give everything meaning. You know, that's why the mind hates silence. Mm-hmm. And I'll sort of touch on that a little later. I think the course talks about that in lesson 13, but that's why it's so it ter- it's terrified of silence because if there's a silent mind, we're not judging and therefore we don't exist. So, yeah. So anything else to say about that before I move on? No. Okay. I was trying to find my quote. And... Oh, well. must not been meant to be read tonight but it it was do you have any idea what it talked about or touched on yeah he was kind of talking about if you're happy in this world Mm -hmm. or with your life and the way things are then a course in miracles wouldn't be good for you right now because of course miracles how it's for people who know that there's something wrong with the world. Oh, and yeah. No, and it, it was something along those lines. And I was like, oh, I love that. And I, I saved it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Wow. Who knows? But it, it really spoke to me because this week especially, I was like, oh, I just want to be happy and thinking of all these things I can do to make me happy or stay in a happy state and I'm like it's not supposed to be that way anyway because this isn't real anyway and I just have to kind of undo it's like I talked about it a bit yesterday yeah my um on girlfriend's gatherings yeah when I did the live with uh Whitney she was saying how as an adult you're basically unlearning mm-hmm. everything you've learned up to this point and that then it's an unlearning that mm-hmm. you do and that's I feel like that's kind of what the course is it's kind of unlearning and getting back to your original state before you were taught to judge things to look at things and whatever meaning you give to them and how before you were taught to identify yourself in a certain way and before all those things it's just helping you kind of unlearn oh yeah all of those things and unlearning like releasing the need i'll tell you when i when i don't when my mind on those times when my mind is able to refrain from automatically judging something i mean it it feels scary bria i have to tell you (laughs) it feels like i don't have anything to stand on Mm -hmm. you know how like if you were you know, you're walking on the ground or you're, you're walking on a surface and then all of a sur- certain the surface starts to get shaky. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Like, I'm go- if I don't judge, I'm going to fall apart. Like, I have nothing to stand on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so like, yes, something could, could happen, you know, let's say it has something to do with money. And like my first, my first reaction, if it was like a, um, a bill or something that I felt like I couldn't pay, like my first reaction would be like to panic Mm-hmm. And judge it as this is bad. This is going to threaten my safety. Well, there, there's a my that needs to be safe. You know what I'm saying? So that's right. why, you know, that that's the that's the real rationale for that. And but if I left it alone, if I did not, you know, if I just, you know, what I talked about last week with sort of staying in objective reality. Well, this is what you know, it's happening right now. And I didn't judge it like there, like there's a fear. Like I want to, I want to, there is a fear in me that comes from not judging. And it's, it's really interesting to observe that in myself. Like the fear and the shakiness I feel when I, I when I am able to refrain from judging, you know, Eventually, it, it turns into a kind of peace if yeah. you can let it go. But the initial feeling is scary. Yeah, and it's that's what you're so used to. It's kind of been on autopilot yeah. since you were a child. Yeah, so, yeah, something very different from what you're you've been doing all your life. Yeah, and so that sort of goes into uh, lesson six, where it says, "I am upset because." I see something that is not there. And the first paragraph, it says the X, okay, again, it is necessary to name, no, I am upset because I see something that is not there. Actually, it's in lesson five. I am never upset for the reason I think. Right. Okay, it says this idea like the preceding one can be used with any person, situation, or event specifically the upset may seem to be fear worry depression anxiety anger hatred jealousy or any number of forms all of which will be perceived as different this is not true and so the next lesson after that is i am upset because i see something that is not there so it's interesting because it's telling us that we like the meaning we give something is not really why we're upset Mm-hmm. It's because it's not true. Deep down, we know it's not true in the first place. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that's interesting because, you know, that's where the fear is coming from. The fear of, of admitting that the world is an illusion and that this is all a dream. But on the level of the world through projection, we disguise it as some outside situation that's going to threaten our safety, which is our identity, right? And then and they said that underlying shame and guilt from the separation yeah. as well, that we have to always project things on other people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so uh, I thought that was pretty interesting, like understanding. See, that's what we have to like learn to do is when you see something on the level of form, like looking beyond the form to the true content of what the, like the form is trying to hide. Cause the world is a veil. 
to hide the fear, the guilt, the dream of the separation. And sort of in that moment in life, when we see, perceive a situation happening in form, mm -hmm. being able to look beyond it. Right. But it seems so real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie but is a good one. It's very entertaining. It keeps us, <laughs> keeps us entertained. We don't turn away from the drama. <laughs> And this is why we we love our drama. Yeah. The drama in our lives, whatever that drama may be. Mm -hmm. And again, it, it keeps up the illusion of I. Yep. Like there's an I that can be hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or so, an I that can be right and a you that can be wrong or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Even if I'm the one who's wrong, at yep. least there's an I. Yep. Even oh if God. I'm the bad one, then there's a good one. I like it's something, yeah. That's separate from me, right? Yep. That oh, wow. TV. We have done a number on ourselves. We, we have. have. And like I said, it doesn't <laughs> matter if, if you view yourself as innocent or guilty or good at bad. It just matters that you view yourself as a separate self. As something. To the ego. That's all it is. Yeah. They don't care. Oh, think of yourself as bad or failure or this or that as long as you think of, of yourself as separate that's what it wants it's, then it can persist <laughs> yeah that is the ego's bread and butter okay so lesson seven was all is also like really hard to take it says i see only the past and i'm just gonna read this this first part here this idea is particularly difficult to believe at first Yet it is the rationale for all of the preceding ones. It is the reason why nothing that you see means anything. It is the reason why you have given everything you see all the meaning that it has for you. It is the reason why you do not understand anything you see. It is the reason why your thoughts do not mean anything and why they are like the things you see. It is the reason why you are never upset for the reason you think. And it is the reason why you are upset because you see something that is not there. Mm. I see only the past. Oh, and then it goes into, um, I want to read this to an example with a cup. So it says, look at a cup, for example. Do you see a cup or are you merely reviewing your past experiences of picking up a cup, being thirsty, drinking from a cup, feeling the rim of a cup against your lips, having breakfast, and so on. And are not your aesthetic reactions to the cup too, based on past experiences? How else would you know whether or not this kind of cup will break if you drop it? What do you know about this cup except what you learned in the past? You would have no idea what this cup is except for your past learning. Do you then really see it? Very interesting. I see only the past. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I always think about how I have such trouble like staying in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so it sort of supports that there's a there's a reason for that. That we're yeah. always in the present or the future. The truth is in the always present in the moment. Past or the, future. the past or the future. Yes, thank yeah. you. We're always were um, sad, angry, 
resentful mm-hmm. something from the past or worried and fearful or anxious of the future. That's Absolutely. why the present moment is so powerful. It's, it's really all you have. It's free. It's like it's freedom. It is. It's freedom from the scam of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it's if real, like where where is it? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this. Like, I went back to, you know, I was thinking back through my life and some of my earliest memories, and I have changed so much, but I don't have anything to show for it. Because where is that? Yeah. Well, nothing has remained the same, like it's all gone. But what has remained the same is like the observer that Mm. observed it all. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that has like remained throughout all of that. So it's interesting, like the concept of time is really, that's something we'll have to get into one day. um, That would be interesting. Actually, Kenneth Wapnick has a lecture that I, um that i sent that one of the lectures that um i uploaded for you and it's about time uh i can't remember what the the lecture is but it's actually not one of his really long ones and he goes over like a course in miracles and what it says about time so that is like time is really maybe we'll do that next week yeah, find a particular lecture because you know I love time, everything, even <laughs> time travel shows and movies. Speaking of which, there I finished um, Castle Rock this past weekend, which is a uh, Castle Rock. It's called show? Castle Rock. Yeah, it's a not. You're thinking Fraggle Rock or something? Oh yes, oh, no. okay, <laughs> okay. Castle Rock is an original Hulu series they did based on some King, Stephen King novels, and it's an mm-hmm. original story. But they just reference towns and some of the characters and some of the themes that from his novels. So it's a ten episode uh, season. Mm-hmm. And um, in it, uh, Sissy SpaceX character, they have her, you know, she played Carrie. So I thought it was <laughs> cool how they got her in this series. But her character is suffering from Alzheimer's. Oh. And uh, they did a great episode centered around time based on her and her dementia. And it, yes. I mean, it was fantastic. Like, it's oh, the episode was so wonderful her acting and everything but the writing was superb but that it does it really makes time doesn't mean everything because she's living different spaces of her life oh yeah time throughout a day because of the alzheimer's or whatever and it was um it was just fantastic episode so anyway i had to throw that in because i i loved it (laughs) there there's uh Another quote from the course that says, you are reviewing mentally that which has already gone by. Because they say the separation, like everything happened in one instant. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, and you know, one of my faves, David Icke would always say, always <laughs> say yes, that, 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 that what, like our life is like, it's like a, um, a DVD disc. Like the whole story is already there. But like what we're doing is like consciousness is focusing in on one certain like it looks like a laser focuses in on different parts of the DVD. Even though the whole DVD, the whole story is already on already there. Done. Like it focuses in on certain 
points of the DVD and sort of like strings it all together. Isn't mm-hmm. that fascinating? And that's, that's what like conscious because everything here, Kenneth Walkman always says, everything here is a shadowy fragment of what happened at oh, that original really? instant. And so machines here actually mimic the mind, mm-hmm. but the mind naturally does. Like, I just crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh my! We didn't geek out for y'all too much. <laughs> like we love all of that. You I, know what? I just want to say today when um, my friend was driving us home, like we stopped in Manhattan and I was, we were by a subway station and all these people uh, were just coming up the stairs and it just occurred to me like Manhattan itself, just like the body is in, in an organ, like a large organ and then all the cells function. Within it, like people, human beings are the cells, cells. Of like a yeah, of, of oh, a larger wow. body. And I remember, and it brought me back to um, a show that uh, it was like showing New York from uh, like a camera in a plane, mm-hmm. and you could see like all of the cars driving up and down the streets, and the streets are the veins. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like it's, it's a body. Like everything Thank is just a, everything a we repetition created. of everything we else. Replicated it with everything else. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do, guys. Okay. I know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. So lesson eight. I'm only going to go up to lesson thirteen. I'm not going to uh, drag this one. I'm not even going to hit on everything else because I don't want to get it to get too long but lesson eight my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts i just want to read the first two paragraphs this idea of course is the reason why you see only the past no one really sees anything he sees only his thoughts projected outward the mind's preoccupation with the past is the cause of the misconception about time from which your seeing suffers. Your mind cannot grasp the present, which is the only time there is. It therefore cannot understand time and cannot in fact understand anything. The one holy true thought one can hold about the past is that it is not here. Mm. To think about it at all is therefore to think about illusions. Very few have realized what is actually entailed in picturing the past or in anticipating the future. The mind is actually blank when it does this because it is not really thinking about anything. Let's hmm. mm-hmm. say when we're preoccupied with the past and the future, we're actually mindless. We're not thinking at all. Right. Which oh! is, yeah. I know. It's Knowledge so is in the present. I know. Isn't it? Oh, my and God. It, it, you can see why it starts off with these lessons as it's mm-hmm. trying to help you unlearn mm-hmm. throughout the course of the workbook. Mm-hmm. It's like you could definitely see why they go in the order that they do, starting with the things that you see. They don't mean anything. And then my thoughts, period, yes. don't mean anything. And then the past and how we hold on. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's so deep. 
I know for the new year, guys, we are um, our goal is to start January 1st with lesson one and go through all the lessons for next year. So hopefully um, you guys will be on that journey with us together and then we can all support each other in doing it. Because I know in, I guess, the 20 years now since my mother introduced me to the course, maybe 21, 22 years now, I have not once finished the workbook lessons. And my mother as well says she's read the, the course about five or six times and has not once finished all the workbook lessons. So it's, it's definitely, yeah. You know, I, I did finish the workbook eventually, but there was a lot of resistance there. And I've tried to go back to it and do it again, but I, like, I think it's just too much truth, girl. Yeah. It's too much it's, truth. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for your mind to take. It is. Once, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot. It's a lot to it. accept, especially. Yeah. Cause, what cause do you you're mean? To, I don't mean anything. You're trying to hold on to some facets of your fake identity, so to speak. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I could definitely see why one puts it down. It doesn't <laughs> go back to it because I've done it several times. It's like, this is just too real. <laughs> too real uh-huh. for me in the false world because uh-huh. it's still holding on to the false world. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's difficult. Because mm-hmm. it, even the things, if you think of the things, mm-hmm. that's usually you can get through that. These things don't mean anything to me. Yeah, what yeah. I had trouble with was like people or relationships or yeah. people I love and care about. Even mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything because there mm-hmm. really is no separation. Or, mm-hmm. And that is what's got me a few times. Yeah. Of course, in the past. What do you mean, my yeah. sister? Like, you know what I mean? She's yeah. my sister. No, uh-huh. not really, because <laughs> we're not separate <laughs> and we're not here. Uh-huh. But, you know, those things, that's where I struggle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't read it. I didn't read the specific sentence, but like in one of the earlier lessons, it actually goes on to say that um, like the mind was like the mind has to adhere like to the thought system. So it wants to judge. So what you can do is either you can judge with the ego or you can judge with the Holy spirit. So mm-hmm. give the Holy spirit's meaning to meanings to think it won't, we can't just leave it at uh, this world is meaningless because like we want to right. do we the other things. We want to give something. Me- yeah. So then we go to the right side of the mind and get, we can find meaning through the Holy Spirit's eyes. Okay. So I've, I've, let me go to lesson nine. I see nothing as it is now. I think that's self-explanatory with, you know, what we previously just discussed. How can we see what is really there now when we're seeing nothing but the past? We're not in the present moment. And then lesson 10, my thoughts do not mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson 10, my thoughts do not mean anything. Lesson 11. Yeah. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Today's idea. So, okay, in lesson 12, I am upset because I see a meaningless world. world. Yeah. Interesting, that first 
uh, paragraph, the importance of that, this idea lies in the fact that it contains a correction for a major perceptual distortion. You think that what upsets you is a frightening world or a sad world or a violent world or an insane world. All these attributes are given it by you. The world is meaningless in itself. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to, it's hard to accept, but when you really watch your mind, I mean, you see the truth of it. Like we you give do. meaning to everything, everything. when the everything. world is neutral. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Yes. Pretty crazy. And uh, let's see here. Lesson 13. That's the one. Okay. So this is the last one. I'm going to hit Go to on. 14 because they all go into a specific. I, I say okay. go to 14 because they all go together. Okay. So lesson 13, a meaningless world engenders fear. Oh, actually, this is the lesson where they talk about how yeah. You have to choose whose meaning you give it. But today's idea is really another form of the preceding one, except that it is more specific as to the emotion aroused. Actually, a meaningless world is impossible. Nothing without meaning exists. However, it does not follow that you will not think you perceive something that has no meaning. On the contrary, you will be particularly likely to think you do perceive it. Recognition of meaninglessness arouses intense anxiety in all the separated ones. This is what I was talking about. Like, mm -hmm. I feel I have nothing the, to stand on. The fear on. comes up when yeah. you realize that you're not giving, attaching meaning to something. Yeah. It represents a situation in which God and the ego challenge each other as to whose meaning is to be written in the empty space that meaninglessness provides. The ego rushes in frantically to establish its own ideas there. Fearful, and it really does, fearful <laughs> that the void may otherwise be used to demonstrate its own impotence and unreality. And on this alone, it is correct. And I realized, like, that's the problem. That's the reason I have so much trouble meditating. Mm. Like, my mind just won't shut up. It's afraid of the silence. The you know, I can't sit still and meditate. So uh -huh. I do. The only way I can get it to work for me is walk-in meditations. Mm -hmm. Work good for me. And even in the walk-in meditation, I can't just be quiet. I just mm -hmm. give myself a mantra to repeat mm -hmm. over and over. Because for me, good. with that ADHD, I have to think of something. So at mm -hmm. least let me do this. And I, I mm -hmm. learned Transcendental Meditation a few mm -hmm. years ago and did that program. So I have that mantra that they gave me. And then I also just create them on my own as I'm walking and doing, because that's the only way I can do it for me. Uh -huh. Mantras are a good way to mm -hmm. sort of focus the mind. Right. Because otherwise I'm all over the place and I'm, yeah, I keep trying to bring myself back to here and I'm thinking mm -hmm. about this and this and this and this. So no, just repeat the mantra, repeat the mantra, repeat the yeah, mantra. Yeah, I think there's repeat also a quote in the course that says an untrained mind can accomplish nothing. So... Mm -hmm. Okay, so the third paragraph, it is essential, therefore, that you learn to recognize the meaningless and accept it without fear. If you are fearful, 
it is certain that you will endow the world with attributes that it does not possess and crowd it with images that do not exist. To the ego, illusions are safety devices, as they must always be to you who equate yourself with the ego. Yeah, so our illusions, however we judge them, whatever meaning we give them, are safety devices for us. For the ego, yeah. For our separate self identity, yeah. Yeah. And so lesson 14, God did not create a meaningless world. Mm -hmm. I've always liked that idea about A Course in Miracles because like it gives you like it restores, it takes away like the ego's version of God that we get with, yes, you know, mainstream religion. How we assign uh, in which God is just like us, an angry God, a jealous yeah. God, a, one that believes in duality and one yeah. that kicked us out of his home and yeah, believes these are good, these are bad, yeah, all of those type things. And so it helps to restore like that, that supreme unconditional love, unconditional vision, unconditionally loving vision of God. Yeah, it really does. It, it sort of, it heals the image of God in our minds. It helps to do that. So the idea for today is of course, the reason why a meaningless world is impossible. What God did not create does not exist. And everything that does exist, exists as he created it. The world you see has nothing to do with reality. It is of your own making and it does not exist. Okay, and then it goes into, you know, it, it gives you a mantra. God did not create that war and so it is not real. God did not create that airplane crash, and so it is not real. God did not create that whatever specific disaster, and so it is not real. Uh, and it says, what God did not create can only be in your own mind apart from his. Therefore, it has no meaning. And so we have this lofty vision of our loving father restored. And we know, like, he loves us. And that's just, that's just such a wonderful thought. Right. Like, that we're still with him. And, like, knowing that and understanding that is what helps us to, like, see beyond the illusory forms of the world and what helps us see the content behind them. And so we realize, yes, these are my own projections, my own thoughts. We recall them, and then we can heal ourselves, heal our minds. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Returning to love, returning to that oneness. Returning to, and we, we slowly awaken to where we've always been, which is with God. Unlearning all the falseness that we've been taught. Yeah. Yeah. And so you... Uh, I'm just running through like less up to lesson 20 and you, you know, you see uh, it starts out in lesson 16. I have no neutral thoughts. Lesson 17. I see no neutral things. Uh, also lesson 15. My thoughts are images that I have made. 
And so, yeah, like thoughts are really like, it, yeah, thoughts are, are pictures and images. We're, and we're just seeing a bunch of, the mind is just observing a bunch of images that are strung together, like really quickly. Because the human mind is slow. Like our senses are very faulty. And there's this, if you guys have Amazon Prime, there is this really good documentary um, about how the mind works. And actually what we see, like a, before we see or sense anything with our five senses, like there's a bunch of stuff going on in the mind before we're even conscious of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the name of the documentary. Let me go into Amazon and look for it. It's really a fascinating documentary um, about how the mind works and how we create like the reality we see. And it's the unconscious mind. We don't even know we're doing it. Um, so that, that just shows you like we, you know, people take, they totally trust what their eyes, what their senses are telling them. But it, like what what are what our senses take in is being constructed by the unconscious mind before we even know it. I read that recently and I can't remember what I was reading, but it was about a scientist who found that even before a person oh, yeah. has a thought to stand up or move, there's a like. The order comes from the unconscious. The unconscious side. And I can't remember what book I was reading that was talking about this experiment. Okay, I found it, guys, on Amazon Prime. It's, Prime. it's called Automatic Brain, The Magic of the Unconscious Mind. Is it based on a scientist's work? I wonder if this is what the book was referring to. Let me look it up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It follows to, uh, I don't yeah, know if they're neurologists. This but. is it, because it says how it, over 90% of our daily actions are done unconsciously. Unconscious processes steer the lives of two ordinary people from everyday routines to life choices, such as finding a partner. I'm oh, you guys have this. to watch it. It's a really yeah, good document. I'm putting it on my watch list. I may watch it tonight. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half, but it shows you, like, we, like, we set, the unconscious mind is what's setting things up and what dictates our perception, so, yeah. But, of course, the miracle has always known that. <laughs> cool. Dr. Allen's, oh, Allen Snyder, director of the University of Sydney Center for the Mind. When I find um, the book I'm referred to, I'm reading like five right now and I don't even remember which one it was. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just pick up a book and finish it. Uh huh. I'm reading on five at one time, mm -hmm. always, always. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I, I love I find that stuff very interesting. Mm -hmm. Was there anything else you want to talk about tonight? That was it. Because those first few, because I recently what? went back and I was trying to do the first few. Like I was going to start, I know we're going to start the lessons with 
the group like on January 1st, but I was going to try to start over and like get in the habit of doing the lessons again. Couldn't get past lesson four. <laughs> there was definitely resistance to the yeah. message of it. And it's so funny because you think with knowing what we know over the mm -hmm. years, you think it would get easier. But for me, it seems the opposite. It seems like the more I know that this is the way, the harder it is for me to do it. I, mm, so maybe because like you're getting like closer to who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> don't yeah, know. I just I'm working on getting more disciplined period so i'll be ready for the first like there are certain things that i want to do every day so i'm like well tomorrow's october 1st that's a great time for and, it, and it's a monday uh -huh. a great oh, time okay. for me yeah. to really start kind of getting in my daily habits and mm -hmm. one thing i'm supposed to be reading the course every day now and i haven't been so i'm really going to get more disciplined about my daily habits and my morning habits and so this will be a part of it. So when January 1st comes, we'll be ready to roll. And anybody listening, I encourage you to do the same. Don't just wait if that's something you want to make a daily habit now so that you're not left behind because we're doing a lesson a day come January 1st. And so if you miss two or three days, you're out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can still catch up because the plan is when we do our uh, weekly meetings to kind of recap all the lessons from the previous week. Mm. But um, yeah, I really want to get in the habit of making that part of my daily routine now. So we got three more months to really wow. get a really good, strong habit in. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, that was all I have for tonight. I didn't have much for today because like I said, I, I had a kind of bad day, so I didn't I don't even have my notes on me. They're still in the car. And I was like, I'm not even going to get them now. I didn't really have time to kind of mm -hmm. clear myself to get in a good space. But I, all in all, I think it was good. I yeah. think it was good. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you. And again, guys, any comments, questions, uh, if you're watching the video on Facebook or YouTube, just comment below. Um, listening to the podcast or anything, you can email us. Our email is returning to love show at gmail.com. We did not create an Instagram account. I thought about it and decided I don't want to manage another Instagram account right now because I already have two. So I don't know if that's something we're going to do or not. I don't think we really need to, but we can talk about that later. Right now, we just have the Facebook group. So if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, you can look up our group, which is um, facebook.com slash groups slash returning to love show. And you can join us in there. Uh, we post different things about the course as well as do our live videos directly from that group. So we hope to talk to you guys again next week. That was all we have for tonight. Good night. Hey, this is Bria again. That was our show for tonight. Really hope you enjoyed. Again, I just wanted to give you guys the Facebook group name. If you want to join, it's Returning to Love Show. You can search for that. 
or go to facebook.com slash group slash returning to love show and you guys can find us there and again all week we'll be posting in there things related to Course in Miracles and then we do our live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. If you do, please consider rating us and sharing us with your friends. And hopefully we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot.